All right, Rabbi Osai, good morning, good morning. Let's begin by thanking our sponsors, our Talmud Torah sponsors, for the month of Cheshvan. To thank Yanki and Eliza Statman and Yitzi and Rebecca Statman for dedicating all the Shi'urim and Drushos this month in commemoration of the first yard site of their sister, Menucha Shendel Yehudis Zichron Levracha Bas David Yosef. To thank Shmuel Rabin Karapkin for dedicating all the shurim and drushos this month in commemoration of the 25th yard site of Robin's mother, Melanie Solomon, Pesa, Mira, Bas, Chaim, Zichron, Levracha. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah. Thank you. All of the Neshama, Sahabin Aliyah, and the families, Eina Chama. With that, let us begin with a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Today's daf is daf vav. Daf vav. Six. We are picking up Emirat Hashem on daf vav. Second line down the maze face. Mostly just to reorient ourselves a little bit. We got into the very interesting sugya yesterday of what we call Yadayim She'inal Mochichos. Remember again, on Beis and Aleph and Mishnah, we were introduced to the concept of three different, we'll call it categories of Nedarim. One of the categories we were introduced to is the concept of Yados. Yados means partial declarations. The ability to go ahead and make a partial statement and yet affect a nether. What we got into yesterday is how explicit, or we'll, we'll call how explicit, does a yad have to be? In other words, so does a yad, although a yad is truncated, does it have to be absolutely explicitly understood, or is there room even for ambiguity within a yad? So this is the machlokis that's called yadayim mochichos, yadayim she'inan mochichos. This is the machlokis right yesterday between Abaye and Rava. Abaye held that Halacha Lamaisa Yadayim Sheinan Mochichos, even an inexplicit Yad, will still affect an Eder. Rava held Yadayim Sheinan Mochichos, Lohavion Yadayim. Ultimately, again, if the Yad is ambiguous or inexplicit, ultimately, again, it will not affect an Eder. That's the Machlokas. And again, I will say, remember, we tried to line up this machlokas because it's going to come up again today. We tried to, we tried to align this machlokas with the machlokas Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanon in Gittin. What was that machlokas? That, interestingly enough, Rabbi Yehuda said that in a get, I'm sorry, the Rabbanon said in a get, all you need is what? Hari'at mutaris lechaladam. That's all you need. The Rab, Rabbi Yehuda came along and said, no, 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 that's not true. You need a lot more than that. You need to get to be able to say, you need to be much more explicit that it is through this get that we are dissolving this marriage. The Gemara wanted to align the Machlokis Rabbanon Rabbi Huda with Abayi and Rava. What we ended off with yesterday was the Gemara saying, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Those two Machloksim do not necessarily align because it could very well be that get. It's just a different type of subject. Good. Let us begin. So we'll say the Gemara is going to launch a, a, a series of, of questions really focused on Abaye. Right? So remember again, Abaye Shita is Yadayim She'enon Mochichos Havion Yadayim. So according to Abaye, even if you make an inexplicit, ambiguous Yad, ultimately again, that works. So we'll say let's analyze. So Meisve, second line down, Vav Amad Aleph Meisve, Hare hu alai, hare ze alai, asr mipneshu yad le karban. So it was an interesting case. A person comes along and says, hare hu alai, this is upon me. Or hare ze alai, this is upon me. So both say, the Gemara says, quoting this price, the Gemara says that essentially a person has assured the object to themselves. Why? 
Because Rabbi say, this sounds like a yad lekarban. This sounds like a yad that you're making something like of sacrificial status, like a carbon. But I say, take a look at Rashi. Well, actually, before I get to, before I get to Rashi, I'm inside the run. Sidimar says, Taimo, Taimo do Amralai. Now, the reason in this case that you've created an effective yad is why? Because you've used the word alai upon me. So I say, when you use that Lashno alai upon me, Sidimar seems to understand, it seems to be much more explicitly clear that you are answering something on yourself. However, avalo amar alai lo. But if you did not go ahead and say alai, then ultimately again you would not create iser. So the gemara says like this, and it's actually quite fascinating. The gemara says a person comes along and says harehu alai. This this thing this thing is upon me. So the gemara seems to feel that's explicit. That would be yadayim ochichos. The fact that you could only create iser with the word alai. But if Alai were missing, you would not create a if, it, if you didn't have Alai, that essentially would be Yadayim She'inan Mochichos, an inexplicit, an inexplicit or ambiguous Yad. And yet the Gemara says that an inexplicit or ambiguous Yad would not work. That is a contradiction to who? To Abaye. To Abaye. Pause here for just a moment. Let's take a look at the Ran. So the Ran in the widest lines, in the widest lines about... Uh, Two, four, six, eight, nine lines are from the bottom. So you see what Ran says, Ran on the left side. So I said, what's interesting, see the Gemara is operating with the, with the understanding over here that this Lushan of Harehu or, or Hareze is Yad. See, let's say we haven't fully gotten into this yet because what I'll point out to you is something interesting is if you've noticed, we've spoken about the concept of a Yad. What we have not delved into is what? Like the Lashonos of a Yad. But it's interesting, a lot of this is coming out now. Again, we will delve into I mean, we start with the Mishnah a little bit. But the Lashon of Harehu, right? A person says about an object, this, Harehu, hare, or Harezeh, right? Harezeh. So that's Lashon of a Yad. That's a partial nether. So the Gemara says, the only reason, the rice is in the game, the only reason it works, the Ran says, or Mishan, well, actually, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll go on to the Ran because the next part of the Gemara. But Harehu by itself is, let me go back. Harehu Alai is Yadayim Mochichos. That's an explicit Yad. This object is upon me. It is clear that although you're using a truncated, shortened form of nether verbiage, you're making something usher upon yourself. Harehu would be a yadayim she'inan mochichos, ambiguous yad. And the Bryce is telling me that halacha lama it doesn't work, which is a refutation of the position of Abaye. Good. To which the Yomar says, Abaye says, no, no, no. Taima da amr alayhu da asr, aval amr harehu velo amr alay, harehu de hefker, harehu de tztaka ka amr. said, Abaye says, this case has nothing to do with yadayim she'inan mochichos. This is something different. Rabbi say, Abaye says the problem with the lashon of harehu or hareze without the modifier of alai is that it's not clear at all what your intention is, and it could just as be just as likely that what you're making the item hefker or you're dedicating the item to tzedakah, which is really quite interesting. So Rabbi say, so Abaye is saying this is not a case of yadayim she'in al mochichos. Because Mochichos, an ambiguous or inexplicit, or inexplicit net, that will absolutely work. The problem here 
is that the Lashon can have a dramatically different connotation. A person is speaking about an object and he says, Hareze, Hareze what? Hareze what? Baby saying, Hareze Hefker, Hareze Tzedakah, right? It's only once you go ahead and you add in the ally that Lamaisa, we understand that he's making a nether. He's making a nether. Otherwise, again, he could be using a totally different construct. Go back to the Ran for just a moment. That same run. It's now two, four, two, four, six, seven lines from the bottom. Kilomar, alai, afilu lo what Abai is answering is like this. Without a lie, without a lie, this isn't even a yad. Right? Without a lie, this isn't even a yad. In order for a nether to be affected, there has to at least be some relationship created between the vower and the object. Right? If there's no if there's no relationship between the vower and the object, so a posits there might not even be a nether over here. So if you if you have an object and you say hareze, uh, uh, okay, hareze what? Hareze what? In other words, let's say hareze could be hareze hefker. I'm making this hefker. Hareze tzedakah. I'm pledging this tzedakah. Right? It doesn't mean a neder. Only once you create the relationship between yourself and the object, ultimately is there a neder. So let's say Sabai therefore says this is not at all a contradiction to my position. Because this case represents a secondary issue. Incredible. So the Gemara says, Here's only problem of outside. If you go back, if you I keep your finger on this place over here, but if you go back to the second line on Vav Amadalif, right, when the Gemara quotes the Brisa, what did the Brisa say? The Brisa said, Harehu alai, hareze alai, aser mepnei shuyad l'karban. So we'll say, that's not what the Brisa is saying. The Brisa says, now, when you say the Lashon of Hareze Alai, it says it's a Yad for a carbon. So it seeming indicates to us that we are dealing with the case of Yados. To which the Gemara says, Ela Ima, it's quite interesting, Ela Ima, Taima da Amar Alai, Hu Aser, Bechabera Mutter. So we'll say, very interesting idea over here. The Gemara says, rather, the reason is like this. When you say Alai, when you use Lashon of Alai, ultimately, what does Alai do? Alai says that I devour am Aser. But my friend, I don't know what I was say, let's say again, I'm making some, someone, my object astron to someone, or ultimately someone else's object astron to me. A lie only creates a one-sided isser, right? Very interesting, I will say. It's only in a case of where a person says, hare alai, that the vower is creating a one-sided isser. But if you say, hare hu, Harehu could potentially create double-sided iser. Why, Rabbi Osai? Because when you make a lashon of harehu, it's possible that what? What are, you, what are you making the object? You're making the object hekdish. And when you make an object hekdish, Rabbi Osai, who does it become asr to? Who does it become asr to? To everyone. So we'll say, take a look at the round for just a moment. Actually, uh, yeah, take a look at the round for just a moment. Four lines up from the bottom. So Gimara says like this, in reality, the take-home message of this Bryce is something a little bit different. This isn't really about Yadayim Mochichos or Yadayim She'inan Mochichos. This is teaching us like this. 
I go over to an object, my object, and I say, Harei alai. So Harei alai, what the Mishnah is teaching me is, what does that do? What does that do? That creates prohibition. Me. I've made a nether, and now I've prohibited that object to me. And we'll say, is it usher to anyone else? Usher to anyone else? No. Why? Because I use the Lashon of alai, as opposed to, if I didn't use alai, and I just said Harei hu, or Harei zeh, they both say, what happens in that case? In that case, we have to treat the object like hektish. And because it's like hektish, therefore, who does it become usher to? All parties involved. I say, what I want to point out is something very interesting. If you notice over here, now remember, if I say harehu or hareze, am I definitively making this hektish? Am I making hektish? Remember, no. We, the problem over here is we don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. So out of suffolk, we have to be machmir. And then I'll say, go back to that run for just a moment. The run says again, he says, Now remember, I'll say, if anything, it's so funny that, it's not so funny, but it's so interesting, that, that the Gemara's attempt to bring this b'risa as a question on Abaye actually turns out to be a support to Abaye. Right? And in fact, ultimately, again, what the Gemara is saying is like this, is that halacha l'maysa, is that halacha l'maysa, that this is a case of yadayim she'inan mochichos, of inexplicit or ambiguous yad, and in fact, it works. It works. That halacha l'maysa, if he just says harehu or harealai, I would have to ask for the object to all parties involved, ultimately, again, because of the possibility that he's made it hekdish. Okay, good. So I will say, bottom line, no contradiction on Abaye. <laughs> That's the takeaway from this. Mesei. The Gemara goes weiter. Harezu chatos, harezu asham. So what's another case? Right? I say, this, is, this, this animal is a chatos, this animal is an asham. We'll say a very interesting case here. So watch this. Afapi shuchayiv chatos va'asham lo amar klum. The Rebbe said, now watch this. Here, here is the case. Let, let's say, let's say, let's, let's do the following situation. Let's say I happen to be um, I happen to I happen to be chay bechatos, right? I accidentally ate uh, a piece of non-kosher food, right? So now, so now I'm ch- accidentally. So now I'm chay bechatos. Okay. So we'll say. So now watch this case. Now I go ahead and I say I am chay bechatos. I go over to an animal. I say this animal is a chatos. This animal is an asham. So what's talacho? Afa pishu chay bechatos va'asham. Even though both as I just mentioned, I happen to be chayuv. A chatos or an asham, what's the halacha? Lo amar klum. Ultimately, my statement is meaningless. My statement is meaningless. Right? Now, we'll say, now what's the reason? If you take a look again at the Ran, three lines are from the bottom, the Ran says, Hare zuchatos, ve'afapi shumachuyiv chatos ve'asham, lo amar klum, she'in chatos ba'a nidava. Now, we'll say, this is fascinating. This is fascinating. You see, in this case over here, I'm just making a general statement. Right? This animal should be a chatos, this animal should be an asham. So I'll say, the way, the way that statement is looked at in halacha is how? That I am voluntarily committing myself to bring a chatas or an asham. Are you allowed to voluntarily commit yourself to bring a chatas or an asham? No. Therefore, again, the statement is absolutely meaningless. However, however, harezu chatosi, harezu ashami. But if I say about the animal, this is my chatos. This is my asham, im hayyamukhuyav, if ultimately again I was chayyiv achatas or an asham, dvarav kayamim. Ultimately again, it works. It works. 
To which the Gemara says, Rebbe said this effectively refutes the position of Abaye. Rebbe said, why does this refute the position of Abaye? Remember, Rebbe said, let's go back. What does Abaye hold? What does Abaye hold? Abaye holds, Yadayim she'inon mochichos havyon yadayim. Right, that even an inexplicit, ambiguous Yad has the ability to go ahead and affect a nether. So Rebbe said, let's play this out. Let's play this out. Am chayi v'chatas or an asham. I'm chayvachatos, right? I go over to an animal and I say, Harezuchatos. Harezuchatos. Right? So the Gemara says, say. So now, should that work according to Abaye? Should that work? Yes. Why? Because Rabbi say, that's a yad. That's a yad. And it's in It's ambiguous. Why is it ambiguous? Why is it ambiguous? Because I'm not explicitly articulating that it should be my chatos. Right? But it's close enough. Again, it's a yad, it's a partial declaration, right? It's, 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 it's inexplicit, it's ambiguous, but Abaye says that an inexplicit, ambiguous yad should work. If that's the case, I both say, so again, I want to be clear. Everyone agrees with the halachic premise that you cannot commit yourself to bring a chatas or an ashamah. We, we established that in yesterday's daf already, which makes sense. These are karbanos that come for kapara, that come for atonement. If you're not chayiv, you can't bring it. But one second. If I'm chay v'chatos, okay, if I'm chay v'chatos, I get it. The, the explicit formulation is, hare zu si. This is my chatos. Okay, so I didn't use the explicit formulation. That's fine. But I said, hare zu chatos. That's at, that's at least a yad she'eno muchach. That's at least, all right, it's an ambiguous yad. According to Abayi, that should work. But the Bryce indicates that what? The Bryce indicates that what? That what? That it doesn't work. So we'll say, this is a refutation of the position of Abaye. To which the Gemara says, we'll say, incredible. To which Gemara says, Abaye. Abaye says, no, no, no. How many Rabbi Hudehi? Now, don't get all worked up. That reflects the position of Rabbi Huda. Oh, okay. They both say, which Rabbi Huda? Which Rabbi Huda? Which Rabbi Huda? Which Rabbi Huda? Rabbi Huda in Gittin. Like we saw in yesterday's daf. They both say, Rabbi Huda in Gittin. Remember, what did Rabbi Huda say in Gittin? Rabbi Huda is one who said in Gittin that it's not enough just to say what? Right, rather, what do you need? You need to be able to say that this get is a safer terechini, keresh, shvukin. You need to write all of these things that explicitly say that halacha lamaisa, the get dissolves the marriage. Sabaye says, this price is not a contradiction on me. This price reflects the view of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds, yadayim she'inan mochichos, lo hagan yadayim. And therefore, again, until you explicitly say, and are also, ultimately the declaration will not work. I will say, incredible, incredible. I will say, it is beautiful to see, by the way. I just, we're only at the beginning of Nadarim. I was saying to some of the Chavri yesterday, two incredible things about Nadarim. Number one, how every daf ends perfectly, right? If you notice again, like every daf ends exactly where it's supposed to end at the end of the page, right beginning of the next one. And also, how really all of the sugyas flow beautifully, seamlessly, one into that. Requires a little bit of chazarata, just a little bit of chazarata, just to kind of stay on track. But Lamai says, such a seamless flow. So remember again, Abai is saying like this, you're bringing this b'risa, you're bringing this b'risa as a contradiction to me. Remember again, Abai say one more time, because let's get this clear. One more time. So the b'risa is saying, I'm chai v'chatos. I go over to the animal. I say, harezu chatosi. What's that? Harezu chatosi? Works, right? Why? Why does it work? <laughs> Why wouldn't it work? It's explicit. I'm chayi v'chatos. I'm saying this is my chatos. Good. What's the say? What's the shayla? I say, harezu chatos. Harezu chatos. Oh, now the b'risa says, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. To which the b'risa says, really? 
So Abaye, this is a problem for you. Because Harei Zuchatos is a Yad She'eno Mochiach, or She'eno Muchach. Right? An inexplicit, an inexplicit partial declaration for a nether. And yet, according to Abaye, that should work. The Bryce says, it doesn't work. Kasha and Abaye. Abaye says, not a Kasha on me. This reflects the view of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda holds Yadayim She'enon Mochichos Lo Havion Yadayim. Now both say, did Rabbi Yehuda ever say the words Yadayim She'enon Mochichos Lo Havion Yadayim? Did he ever say those words? No. Because the truth is, to be fair, Rabbi Yehuda is not talking about Nidarim. Rabbi Yehuda is talking about Gitin. Right? He's talking about that a Git, a Get, a Get, a Get, see Yiddish Get, right? right? A Get needs to be explicit. Right? A Get needs to be explicit. A get can't just say at mutaris adam. Needs to have all of these other lashonos, which explicitly indicate that the get is dissolving the marriage. So we we glean from that that Rabbi Yehuda holds yadayim she'enal mochichos lo havgyon yadayim. So if Rabbi says this price is according to Rabbi Yehuda, not according to me. I both say, which by the way is okay. Not every price that goes according to every single opinion. Beautiful. But here's the problem. I'll say Yehuda Amar. So I say, here's the problem. How did we end off yesterday's dafra? I will say, if you remember again, the Gemara wanted to suggest that the Machlokis Rabbi Huda and the Rabbanon by Gittin aligns with Abai and Rava, or I should say, Abai and Rava align with Rabbi Huda and the, and the Rabbanon. That Abai, who doesn't require Yadayim Mochichos, would hold like the Rabbanon, and Rava would hold like Rabbi Huda. But if you're going to both say, then what happened? Abaye said, not, Abaye, Abaye said, not true. I could even hold like Rabbi Huda. Why? Because Rabbi Huda only needed explicivity, right? Explicitness. When? When? By getting. By getting. But it could be in the Durham, he would even agree at Amshirichi of Sabaye. Now you're saying the Brisa holds like Rabbi Huda, but you were the one who said in yesterday's daf that Rabbi, you, you even agree with Rabbi Huda, and maybe even by getting Rabbi Huda would agree with you. To which the Gemara says, Haderbe. Oh yeah, that, Rabbi Huda, he, he recanted that. He retracted that, right? Whereas he walked that back. He walked that back. Then, Halach Halamaisa, Rabbi Huda came to see, sorry, Abai came to see that Rabbi Huda's position in Gittin was really not simply a unique position in Gittin, but really, really represented a greater view about Yadayim She'enon Mochichos, Lo Havyon Yadayim. Fascinating. So he walked it back. He walked it back. So I said, by the way, I'll just point out something very interesting. This idea of like Hadrbay and the fact that the Gemara records this, I will say, such a profound new soul, because what does it teach us? What does it teach us? It's okay to change your mind. And it's okay to change your approach. And it's okay to change your hashkafas about things. And it's okay to change your outlooks. You know, sometimes we become so rooted in something that... We feel that like th- th- this is the life outlook, this is the approach, this is the lifestyle, this is the hashkafa that I'm tethered to, that I'm tethered to. I've invested in it. And by the way, sometimes that's a good thing when it's the right life outlook and the right lifestyle and the right hashkafa. Sometimes it's bad when it's not the right things for me. And we think that we're so, you know, tethered to something, rooted in something, that we can't change it. Let's say two words, the Gemara says, Hadrbeh, <laughs> We just spent, there's, there's like a half a page of Gemara devoted to that. Right? To Rabbi Yehuda showing, to, sorry, to Abai showing that he could hold it in Rabbi Yehuda. Yeah, he said it. And then what happened? He changed his mind. Changed his mind. Hadabai. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to, I, people are going to look at me strange. Maybe, maybe. But at the end of the day, if I know that the way I look at things is wrong, if I know that my lifestyle is wrong, if I know that what I'm doing is wrong, 
Lamaisa again, find the courage to walk it back. Aye, it's a little bit awkward. Okay, it's a little bit awkward for just a couple of moments. But then, Amir Tashem, you set yourself on the right path going forward. Hadrbe, two simple words. What's like a bumper sticker? Hadrbe, Hadrbe, Hadrbe. Ella, Leymar Rav, Adam Rabbi Yehuda. But one second, if that's the case, Rabbi says, so now, what are we saying? So now, if Abaye, if Abaye no longer goes ahead and holds like Rabbi Yehuda, then Rabbi says, so now, what we're saying is, Abaye holds like the Rabbanon, Abaye holds like the Rabbanon, that means that Rava holds like Rabbi Yehuda. Now, Bosai, now remember again, in yesterday's daf, in yesterday's daf, Rava felt that his opinion could even be in conformance with the Rabbanon. So, Amalekha Rava, no, no, no. Ano, so Bosai, remember again, Rava holds, Rava holds, Yadayim she'enon mochichos, lo havyon yadayim. Lo havin yadayim. Initially, or reflexively, we wanted to align Rava with Rabbi Yehuda. Right, so now, now that we're saying that Abaye aligns himself with Rabbanon, not like Rabbi Yehuda, does that ultimately just peg Rav with Rabbi Yehuda? To which the Gemara says, quoting from yesterday's daf, Amalekha Rav, Rav says, no, 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 Anad Amri, I feel Rabbanon. Rav says, no, 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 Rabbi, you know, Abaye's problem is Rabbi's problem. Me, I hold that my position is really in alignment with the Rabbanon as well. Why? Now we'll say, now how does that stand? Because Rav holds... Yadayim she'inan mochichos, lo havyon yadayim. The Rabbanon are the ones who said by get that all you need is what? Hari akutaris l'choladam. Which would seem to indicate that they hold yadayim she'inan mochichos, havyon yadayim. To which the Gemara says, Ad kamal kumri Rabbanon, the law ba'ini yadayim mochichos, ala gabe get. And also remember again, we had this in yesterday's daf. This was the top of Vav, top of this very daf. So remember again, Rav said like this, the only reason why the Rabbanon don't need yadayim mochichos. Why the Rabbanon are okay with a little bit of ambiguity in a get is why. De'in adam megarish as eshes chavero. I will say for one simple reason. Everyone knows who's you're divorcing. For the simple reason, you can only divorce your wife, right? You can't divorce someone else's wife, right? So lamaisa, even a little bit of ambiguity. I will say, brother, let's just go back for just a moment. You'll ask yourself, I don't understand. If he's writing in the get, hariat mutaras l'cha adam. Where's the ambiguity? Right? Where's the ambiguity? So I said, remember again, the Ran explained that the ambiguity is, maybe it's not the get, that's the vehicle for divorce. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's deeper. Maybe it's words. But in any event, the point that the Gemara is making is, Rava says, the Rabbanon allow a little bit of ambiguity in the actual writing of the get. Why? Because the process itself is so explicitly clear. Right? There's only one person who you could possibly be divorcing. See, even if the wording is not as explicit as it could be, we're not worried about any ambiguity in the process. But in general, in general, Rav says, even the Rabbanon would agree outside of Gittin that you would require Yadayim Mochichos. Good. So let's pause here for just a moment. So what did we just do on Amadalaf? What did we just try to accomplish? What we just tried to accomplish is, remember, we have our machlokes, Abayin Rava. That's our overarching machlokes. Yadayim she'enan mochichos. Ambiguous or inexplicit yad, does it work to affect a neder or not? Abaye, yes. Rava, no. The, this whole Amid was trying to go ahead and lob questions at Abaye to try to derail, disprove his position. The Gemara was unsuccessful. The Gemara was unsuccessful. We did not, we did not successfully disprove Abaye. Good. So now what we're left with, Rabose, is still this machlokes Abaye and Rava. Parallel to that, we have another machlokes. What's the other machlokes? Rabbi Yudin and the Rabbanon. By Gittin. Right? How explicit do you have to be in a get? Rabbanon, 
That's all explicit. It just has to say Hari Atin Taras Right, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda, it has to be much more explicit. You have to write this get, there's a book of divorce, a book of this, a book of divorce. Fine. So, just as an aside, does this Machlokis, Rabbi Huda and Rabbanan, align up with Abayi and Rava? That's Machlokis itself as well. That's a Machlokis itself as well. Two different versions as to whether or not it lines up. So we're still left now with our fundamental machlokes. Yadayim she'enum ochichos havyadayim olo havyadayim. I will say, now the truth is, I spoiled it for you a little bit yesterday because at the end of yesterday's daf, we did the Rambam, we did the Rambam, and I showed you that how is the Rambam passing? The Rambam holds, yadayim she'enum mochichos lo havyon yadayim. That's what the Rambam passing. The Rambam passing is like, like, uh, like Rava, like Rava, that in order for Yad to work, there has to be some level of explicit kite associated with it, right? It has to be some level, of, some level of explicit understanding. Now, what level of explicit understanding is still going to remain subject to some level of machlokis? But ultimately, Allah we paskin like rubber. Again, hold that in the back of your mind. It will say some great cases. Now, watch this. Amit Beis, watch this. Bye, Papa. This is great. Yesh yad likidushin Does a yad work for Kiddushin or not? Can you use a partial declaration for Kiddushin or not? So watch this. Take a look at the top run, right around Vav on the base, right hand side. So by Kiddushin, right? biyad Now the truth is, this question is even with a Yad Mochiach. Right? We're, we're, see, we're transitioning a little bit because we're going now from a, from a discussion about Yadayim She'inan Mochichos Back to just a general discussion about a yad. So, can you use a partial declaration, a yad, to affect kiddushin? So, look at look at the rand. So, mi aminon nehidelois rabu luhu yados bedjiel gamrinon mevatsinu min nedarim o ein yad vafilu muchach tinedarim. I'm sorry, vafilu vafilu mochiach. So, what I say here, according to the rand, here's the fundamental shaila. We're not asking a daim shen mochichos. Even a regular yad, an explicit yad, what we call a yad mochiach, an explicit yad. Can you use a Yad to affect Kiddushin? Well, I will say, what's the Shiloh? So what we're really asking is, does the concept of a partial declaration apply to Kiddushin or not? Or, or is this simply something found by what? By Nedarim. By Nedarim. He says, The Benedarim shiny, the Chamiri, the Afilu B'dibura Ba'al Machayli, Masha'in Kim B'Kiddushin, Shein Tzrichin Eizam Maisa Kesef O'Shtar O'Biyah. So we'll say, this is so fascinating. Listen to this Shaila. So we'll say, there's a fundamental question. Does the concept of a Yad, of a partial declaration, work by Kiddushin? Now what's the Shaila? On one hand, do we say that maybe the concept of a Yad is Dafka concept by Nidarin? Because we'll say, remember again, how do you affect a Nether? How do you affect a Nether? Dibor. Dibor. So by Nidarim, which, which are affected by Dibor, Ultimately, again, that's where Yad comes in. But Kiddushin, Avosai, Kiddushin, part of Kiddushin is affected by Dibor, right? But the truth is, the truth is, Kiddushin always needs some type of follow-up process as well. Kesef, money, shtar, document, bia, relations. So Dibor by itself, by Kiddushin, is never enough. So maybe, since Dibor is never enough by Kiddushin, so, but, but, you, but yeah, you both say you do need some type of Dibor, right? Because remember, again, without the Dibor, without the Dibor, well, I, I take that back. We're assuming you need some type of Dibor because without the Dibor, how are you framing the rest of the process, right? A man gives a woman money, right? He gives her, gives her $10. Silence, right? 
Okay, what are we saying? Oh, it must be Kitsa Kiddush. No. Otherwise, again, there has to be some type of deep word that frames the process, right? Without deep, I don't know what's happening over here. So what's here, the Shaila? So does a Yad work for Kiddushin or not? And again, Yad Mochiach, right? An explicit Yad. Does it work? So the Gemara says, Sehegi Dami. That's great. What's the case? So exciting. What's the case? Ilema da Amar Yeshla, the Amar, I, Chibsai, Sehegi Dami, Ilema. Let's listen to this. Baby goes over to Rachel, right? Ruben goes over to Rachel and he says, And Rachel happens to be standing next to her friend Leah and he says to Leah, You too. You too. He's a keeper, right? Right, right. You too, right? So Rachel, You know what? All right, fine. I'm going to with today, right? You too. You too. So the Gemara says, Pshita Hainu Kiddushin Atzman. That for sure works, because that's Kiddushin. I'm both saying, now let's put a little, we have to put a little bit more, you know, meat on the bones with this framework. Look at the Ran. The Ran says, we'll say right across, right across, in the first short line. Okay. So now both say, the Ran's filling out this case a little bit. See, here we go. Right, so Ruvin goes over to Rachel. Ruvin goes over to Rachel. Right, Rachel, Rachel and Leah standing next to each other. So Ruvin goes over to Rachel. He says to Rachel, he gives her two prutos. Two prutos. He says to Rachel, Hariat Mikudeshesli. Okay, beautiful. And then what happens? And then what happens? Then he turns to Leah and he says, Leah, Va'at Nami. You're also Mikudeshes to me. So the Gemara says, right? So if you look, I'm sorry, if you look at the next round, so the Gemara says, this case certainly works. Why does it work? Now both say, of course, it only, we're assuming over here that Halacha Lamaisa, Rachel and Leah want to marry Ruvain, right? Obviously, you can't marry a woman against her will, right? So, so Lemaisa again, Ruvain is going over to Rachel, gives her two prutos, right? He goes and he says, right? And then he turns to Leah and he says to her, and you too, and you too. So the Gemara says, that works. Now, why does it work? Because we will say, listen to this. Rachel received two prutos. We assume that what happened over here, one of those prutos is for, is for Rachel, and the other pruta, she was Mechabal for Leah as Leah Shaliach. Assuming that Leah consents to the marriage, we view it as Rachel being the Shaliach, the agent to receive, sorry, receive, right? Assuming that Leah consents to the marriage, we view Rachel ultimately again as being the Shaliach to receive the Kesef Kiddushin for Leah. Beautiful, beautiful. That's what Duran is highlighting over here. So the Chiamra Dinechale Havi Mikudashas, the Chaberta Kabla Bishlichusa. Bishlichusa. Good. So the Gemara says, both say, now the Ran, right, the, the Ran just goes on, he says, it can't be a case of where Reuben is actually giving a pruta to both Rachel and to Leah. The Ran says, why? Because I will say, in that case, there's no Shaila. There's no Shaila. In other words, right, if he gives a pruta to Rachel, he says, and then gives another pruta to Leah and says, right, right, that, that's obvious. That's obvious. There's nothing, there's nothing to talk about in that case. The little bit of Chiddush in this case is he's giving two prutos to Rachel, right? Giving two prutos to Rachel. Hariat mikudeshesli says Rachel, you're mikudeshes to me, and then he turns to Leah and he says, Vaat nami, Vaat nami, you too. So I'll say again, assuming that both women consent, halacha Ultimately, it works. Back to the Gemara. Pshita, Hainu kiddushin atzman. That's kiddushin. That's kiddushin. 
So we'll say, so that's not, that can't be the case. In other words, that can't, that can't be the question. So we'll say, so again, now I want to point out, so we'll say, where's the Yad in this case? Where's the Yad? Where's the Yad? Va'at Nami. Va'at Nami. Right? That is a shortened form. That is a shortened form. An abridged form. So Va'at Nami. Right? We'll say, but that's obvious that it works. That's obvious that it works. So what's the question? Oh, this is incredible. Elikidon do Amr la isha hari'at nikudeshesli va amr la lechaberta va'at. Oh, interesting, I would say. See, here's the case. Here's the case, says the Gemara. Ruben goes over to Rachel, gives Rachel two prutos. Two prutos. He says, he says to Rachel, hari'at nikudeshesli. Right? And then he turns to Leah and he says, and you. <coughs> Again, marriage was different back then. I'm sorry, right? And you, right? And you. So we'll say, so now here's the Shiloh. Here's the Shiloh. What does and you mean? So the Gemara says, Mi Arminan, the at nami amrla lechaverta, the tafsi bakidushin lechaverta. Is he saying to Leah, Leah, the same way that I was in the Kadesh Rachel, I want to be Makadesh you? And assuming that Leah, of course, is willing, that halacha lamaisa kidushin has been affected. Or maybe what Reuven is saying is like this. When he says to Rachel, Reuven is being Mekadish Rachel. When he says to Leah, what is he saying to her? Leah, would you consider getting married to me as well? It's not a proposal. No, proposal is the wrong word. It's not Kiddushin. It's not Kiddushin. What he's doing is he's floating the idea. Right? He's floating the idea, right? Would you consider marriage to me? Would you consider the marriage? But it's not Kiddushin. So I will say, so this is interesting. So now, so now I will say, this Gimara says, this is the case of Yesh Yad Likidushin Olo. Olo. Now I will say, it turns out that this is also a shtickle like, like Yad She'en Amochiach, it turns out to be, right? So this is a partial declaration and we're just not sure. So again, two cases. Reuven goes to Rachel, Hari'at Nikudesh Asli, Hari'at Nikudesh Asli, gives her two prutos, right? And ultimately then turns to Leah and says, Va'at Nami, and you too, you too is explicit. You too is explicit, assuming that both women are willing. Ultimately, again, he is, he's Mekadish, both of them. What's the Shiloh of Yeshav, the Kiddushin? Goes over to Rachel, two prutos, Hari'at Nikudesh Asli, turns to Leah, Va'at, and you. What does and you mean? Does and you mean, and I also want to do Kiddushin with you? Or va'at perhaps means what? I would like you to consider the possibility of us getting married in the future. Incredible. So the Gemara says, one second. So I'll say, this is Rav Papa Shiloh. Great case, no? Great case. So Mimi Baile, so I'll say, did Rav Papa really have the Shiloh? So Mimi Baile, did Rav Papa? Vahami, do Amalei Rav Papa la'abaye. But our Papa said to Abai, was in a different context, right? The Gemara is calling over him Sechus Kiddushin. Abai, the Papa calling to Abai, Misa v'Shmuel Yadayim She'ena Mochichos Chavien Yadayim. Right? The Shmuel hold that Yadayim She'ena Mochichos are not Yadayim. Mechlal the Svira Leil Rav Papa Diyesh Yad the Kiddushin. See, what's interesting as follows: Rav Papa was asking in Kiddushin about Yadayim She'ena Mochichos, which sounds like that Rav Papa took it for granted that a Yad Mochiach does work by Kiddushin. Does work by Kiddushin. To which Zerbo says, so what's the Shiloh over here? To which the Gemara says, no, no, no. The Gemara says, the Shiloh of the Papa, the Yeshah, the Kiddushin. Chada, migo, my, the Sphere, the Shmuel, Amr, le'abai. No, no, no. 
Rav Papa was just kind of making an assumption about what he thought was the position of Shmuel and was asking that kasha to Abayi. Rav Papa, if you look at Rashi for just a moment, sorry, I mean, I mean the, the Rad. The Rad says, Migo, Migo, my disfile, Amrad Abayi, then he did Rav Papa Mesakale to Dilma Enyad the Kiddushin Klal. Rav Papa himself is not sure if Yodos work by Kiddushin in general. That's his Shiloh. Miha lo mozila kshui elo de Shmuel, de dilma iu svirle de yeshiad, ela actually de dea de dei. So Rabbi said, Rav Papa himself is unsure if the yad works by kiddushin at all. But he was at least asking Shmuel, he thought Shmuel held that a yad does work. So in Shmuel he was asking, does a yad she'ina mochia work? Okay, Rabbi said, bottom line, bottom line, the Gemara leaves this open. Rabbi said, we're going to see a series of questions like this that are left open-ended, right? We're not going to resolve them one by one, we're going to resolve them at the end. So I'll say, so question number one that now we have to deal with, that's, that's an open question is, yesh yad l'kidushin, o'en yad l'kidushin. Do partial declarations work for kidushin or not? Open question. Next, next. Ba'ira baba, it's great. Yesh yad l'peya, o'en yad l'peya. Fascinating. Does a partial declaration work for peya or not? You must remember again, what's that with peya? Peya is the obligation to leave a corner or a section of your field for the poor. So does a partial declaration work for peya or not? Now what's the case? Hey what's the case? nami. So the Gemara says, if we're talking about a case like this, I go into my field and I say, and I say this ogyar, both say literally is a row. I say this row of produce should be peya. And then what? And I say, nami. And that row also. Now both say, that's a partial declaration, but the Gemara says, that's partial, right? You say that row also. Both say, that's, that's, that's not even a yad. That's an explicit statement. That's obvious. That's obvious at the end of the day that that's peya. So the Gemara says, actually, before we go on, let me just show you. If you look in the third wide line in the Ran, so both say, I want to point out, what's the shaila here? What's the shaila? He says, Kilomar, in Tim Salomar, Bikidushin, Ein Yad, Delo Iskish, Linidarim, Klau, Peya de Iskishman. So, Bosai, let's go take a step back for just a moment. What was the Iker question by Kidushin? Remember again, the Gemara Rav Papa introduced us to the idea of Yesh Yad Likidushin, Olo, Olo. Remember again, how did the Ran frame the Iker question? What's the Iker question? The Iker question is, Bosai, the concept of Yad comes from where? Where, where does the concept of Yad come from? Little Chazara. Nazir, excellent, right? From Nazir la Hazir, right? Then I must remember the progression. How does it progress? How does it progress? Once it applies to Nazir, it apply it where? Nidarim. Why? Nadir's mentioned in the same exact puzzle. So the concept of the Yad is really by Nazirus and Nidarim. So the question that Gemara is really asking over here was, Halacha can you go ahead and apply? Can you go ahead and apply Ultimately, again, the concept of Yad Tikidushin, which has nothing to do with Nidarim and Nidarim and Nizirus. Tells you the other. So I'll say, here's what's interesting. We're going to see. Now, being asked by Peya. Now, Peya does have a connection to Nidarim. Now, we don't know what that connection is yet. Stay tuned. But in Meretz Hashem, Peya, which does have a connection, does a Yad work for Peya? Okay, so now that's the backdrop. So I'll say, so now, okay, what's the case? 
Say if I'm walking into a field, if I'm walking into a field, and I say, this row should be payah, and also this one, that's not a yad, that's an, that, that's, that's an explicit statement. So what's the case? Oh, both say, what's the case? I go into my field, I go into my field, I say, this row should be payah, and this one, and this one. As opposed to, I remember again, the first, the first case was, and also this one. Also, this one clearly makes the second row into peya as well. What about if I say this row is peya, vahadein, and this one, and this one, but not and this one also, just and this one. What's the halacha? Vahadein. Velo amar nami. I didn't say also. So my, what's the halacha? To which the Gemara says, Nechlal, de'i amar sade kula de'havi peya. To which the Gemara says, so I'm sorry, the amar sade, I'm sorry, Nechlal, de'i amar sade kula de'havi peya, havi peya. And I will say, the Gemara just makes an interesting observation about this, right? It I, I sounds like from here that you can make as much of your field payah as you want to, right? What happens if I decide I want to make my entire field payah? It sounds like that such a setup should actually work. To which the Gemara says, yes, in, that does work. Vatanya, minayishim rotsa lasos kosa deo payah osa. Had we know that if you want to make your entire field into payah, you have the ability to do so. Talmud lomar paas sadcha. Pasik says, Pasik says, Pas Satra. Shabbos says, it's interesting. The way the Gemara Dachshund says, is, Pas Satra means a corner of your field. The way the Gemara is Dachshunding it over here is in Peah, you have different options. What are your different options? Pas, which means a corner, or, or what's your second option? Satra. And what does Satra mean? If you want to make your whole field Peah, you have the ability. So Pasik by the way, what's the Chidish in that? The Chidish in that is that Peah is a form of Tzedakah. Normally, Tzedakah, we learned this before, has certain caps. Has certain caps. You would have thought that perhaps peya has a cap as well. Kamash Malon, it does not. You can make your entire field peya should you choose. Okay, so I'll say, so now here's the shayla. Here's the shayla. To which the Gemara says, Mi Amrinon, Kevan de Iskish le Karbanos. Oh, so here we go. Here we go, I'll say. So do we say <coughs> that since peya is compared to Karbanos, which we will see, since peya is compared, compared to Karbanos, Ma Karbanos Yesh Lahem Yad, just like the concept of Yad, ultimately goes ahead and works by a carbon, works by a carbon. So therefore again, so Tlupeya has a Yad as well. And therefore, when I walk into my field and I say, this row should go ahead and be Peya, and this one, and this one, right, Vizu, and this one, but I don't say Nami, I don't say also, that should work. Just like Yad works by carbon, Yad works by Peya. Oh, no, no, no. No, that's not true. The comparison between peya and carbon. We don't know what to compare. You didn't miss it. We didn't do it yet. We didn't do it yet. So the Gemara says, so the, or maybe the comparison between peya and carbon is not to tell me that Yad works. Rather, I say, what is it to teach me? That the same way that a carbon is subject to the prohibition of Balta'acher, that once you pledge to make a carbon, you cannot delay it. So to what? So to what? when going ahead and designating peya, you can't delay peya either. So I'll say, so now, now I begin to understand what's happening. Why is there even a havamina that yad should work by peya? Why is there even a havamina? Because peya is compared to carbon. And just like by carbonos, a yad works. So too, I would think that maybe by peya a yad works, or maybe no. Maybe the comparison between carbonos and peya is going to tell me that just like a carbon is subject to balta acher, peya. If you delay 
designating the corner of your field for the Aniyim that is subject to Balta Acher as well. To which the Gemara says, by the way, the Hecha Iskish, where is that? Right? Where, where, where is Heya compared to Karban? I will say, here we go. The Sanya, the Gemara quotes the Pasek, the Sanya, um, uh, quoting over here, Kisidar Nedral Hashem, I'm showing the whole Pasek, Kisidar Nedral Hashem, Los Acher Lishamo, when you make a Nedar to Hashem, do not delay in going and fulfilling it. Why? Because Hashem will go ahead and literally seek it out. Hashem will, Hashem will, will seek it out from you. So the Gemara says, That was very interesting. So what happens? This refers to Leket, Shechacha, and Peah. So both say, I just want to point out, the Gemara's understanding over here, when the Torah says, Kisidor Neder Hashem. The nether that we're talking about is often a carbonic nether. I've made a nether to bring a carbon. So the Torah says that when you go, so you see in the same pasuk we're mentioning carbon, and ultimately we're mentioning peah, peah. So therefore, both say this is the source of the question. Now that I know that peah is compared to carbon, do I say that just like carbon yad works? So to pay off, Yad works, and therefore let's play this forward. And therefore, when I walk into my field, and I say, this row should be Peah, and then what? And then I say what? And say what? And this one? And this one? That that should work. Or maybe not. The carbon Peah comparison only works to do what? Go ahead and make it subject to Balta Acher, but does not work for Yad. The Gemara leaves this question open. So second open-ended question. We're going to stop over here for today. But this is the second question the Gemara leaves off with. So now we have two open-ended questions. Question number one is ultimately, does Yad work by Kiddushin? Question number two, does Yad work by Peah? We have another incredible question. We'll say tomorrow the sugi begins with Tzedakah, which is an absolutely wild case in Eretz Hashem. Incredible case. We're going to have three open-ended questions. We'll solve them all in Eretz Hashem. Incredible Gemara tomorrow. We'll say, Shkoyah.